Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Um, it's funny getting back to the gym. First off, not wearing a mask. I, I never realized how great it is not wearing a mask at sure. the gym. Right? Sure. Like if, if you're just your chance of breathing and getting the proper amount of oxygen that seems like a great idea <laughs> i mean if you're into that kind of thing i guess it, it seems like a, a good idea sure. but i got i had the i had the whole gym experience on monday where you know out of nowhere somebody grunts and everybody's head turns and it's like that's not even that much weight what are you grunting for um you got you just got the whole experience back it was nice to get in there but i'm not kidding when i tell you I'm actually feeling sore. Well, that's the thing, right? You when when you're sore, as as you know this as a regular gym attendee now, mm-hmm. that the best thing for those sore muscles is to go hit them again, sure. right? You you just that, that's the only thing you could do is you got to go in there and you got to hit them again. You got to get that lactic acid moving around. You got to make right, sure you that do. you take the the workout to the workout. You got to make sure that you you double up. You got to make sure that you don't because it's sitting around. It's not working out that makes you sore. Not the working out. Where's my protein? Things. I got to get <laughs> right. my protein shake are, right are now. You, and- <laughs> Are you the guy that carries the bottle around everywhere you go? The the shaker bottle that's got your protein drink or your eight gallon bottle of water? Well, I have to guy? because there's a certain you know I'm trying to hit a certain amount of macros in a <laughs> sure. day, so I got to hit certain proteins. No, macros, I'm not. I'm yes, not that guy. Be. I'm not that guy holding the. I'm I'm a. I'm a very soft. It's like a soft opening. You know, when like a a restaurant does. Sure, like they a, don't. They don't have. To, they just open the door and don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. They're just, you know, they're like, let's let's just kind of figure this thing out. Not everything is is the bathroom working properly. Is the are the coffee machines? Is everything? Let's not let anybody know until we get everything right. That's kind of where I stand with the uh, with the gym right now. Well, that's good. I, I um I'm not ready to go to the gym for a couple of reasons. Number one, don't want to. And number two um, is my – you know, remember I mentioned my back yesterday was giving me a little hard time? What's this, the latest on that? The, well, I don't know if you are, are like, into pharmacology or, or anything like that, but I, apparently if you take a big handful of muscle relaxers, you start to feel better. Who? I mean, who knew, right? Like a, a, enough – like basically a tic-tac little box full of muscle relaxers before I went yeah. to bed last night, and I feel like a million bucks. I mean, I I didn't wake up. I didn't roll over. I didn't do anything. I, I probably stopped breathing once or twice in the middle of the night. But damn, if my back doesn't feel better, I I, I'm ready is. to go. I know what it is. Mm. Um, me, Emily, and Taylor yesterday said that we were all gonna. We were going since we're in the middle of Lent. We were going to say a prayer for you and your back. Oh, thank and you. by the time we got to the morning, your back is feeling better. So we get it. We we so understand. It's either that or a whole bunch of uh, Keflex or whatever that stuff is called that was in that bottle. I didn't even. I just know that that's the bottle I take when my back hurts. I've never taken muscle worked. relaxers. Relaxers, but are you? Is this going to be a drugged up Trav show? Or are we going to? No, get some I, I think I think I've processed them. <laughs> I think I've processed them through through my night of sleep. But uh, all I know take is a I'm in a pretty more. good mood and my back doesn't hurt. Um, <laughs> no, I did. So it's it's one of those great things. You take those things right. I'm watching TV. I, I go to bed, turn on the TV, take a couple of those pills, thinking I'll I'll sleep pretty well. I don't remember anything after I swallowed the pills. Like, I, I know that I had Not the TV sign. on, 
I, I know that I woke up and the TV was off and it was 6.15 in the morning. I know that I slept great. Everything what that time happened did you take them? Uh, 10, them? 10.30, something like that. Hmm. Okay, but so now a little I'm, bit later. I'm back. I'm back. I'm ready okay. to go. Speaking of your no carbs, though, Al, um, yep. I did have a moment yesterday. So I, I went to my son's baseball game. Uh, they were playing at Bosco in Bellflower. And so there's this place down the road called Omega Burger. And so I went down there. It's kind of one of those those places. You know, they got a little bit of everything on the menu, one of those kind of places. Um, yep. And I, I, I'll, I'll tell you what I got a little later on in the show because I'm still trying to process exactly what it is they put on my plate. But it was – no, it wasn't that. But I had – they gave me more fries. They gave me enough fries to feed a family, okay? okay. They put, put it this way. There were so many fries on the plate, I didn't finish them. That's how many fries there were on that plate. Now, there were – I probably ate maybe three I don't know potatoes if that's the best worth sign. of fries – I don't know if that's the best sign when they load you up on fries or they load you up on rice. It's like, okay, wait, is there – are you trying to – no, why, why are you doing that? Food was really good. It had nothing to do okay. with them trying to disguise. I think it's just one of those – you don't order fries if you're just one person. You, you order fries if you're getting it for, like, your family. I think it's kind of yep. one of those deals. But uh, I, I felt like I was covering the carbs for you and everyone you've ever met in your life. I had about three potatoes worth of French fries yesterday. Just So I did muscle relaxers and French fries. That's what I did yesterday. That sounds amazing. That sounds amazing. I, I got a chance. I'm going to give everybody a quick recommendation. Ooh. Um, have you guys watched King Richard yet? Oh, that's the Will Smith, uh, Richard uh, Williams, right? No, I have not seen it. Serena and Venus Williams. Um, let me throw this out there. If you guys have not watched it. Emily, have you seen it yet? Yeah, I've seen it. Oh, you've seen it? Okay. Yes. You're, okay, what do you think of it? I mean, I thought it was good. I, I mean, I think his portrayal is really great. It just, to me, seemed like another one of the Disney-fied uh, sports movies. I just felt like it was kind of, I don't know, it, it, it seemed a bit like a, a normal sports movie to me. Nothing about it was exceptional besides maybe mm. Will Smith's acting. That's personally my opinion about it. It was a good view. I enjoyed watching it, but it didn't seem exceptional to me. Okay, so I, I she doesn't sound nearly as impressed as I was. <laughs> I, I was, was going to say. <laughs> I was very impressed. I liked it. I thought it was really, really good. And the story, first of all, you guys know I'm a huge Will Smith fan. Put that to the side. The story is so interesting. It really is. How he's trying to get Venus and Serena noticed. How Venus is the one that is, is kind of the, hey, she's going to get noticed yep. first. And then we'll figure everything else out from there. His conversations, I mean, the, the, there's so – these girls who, you know, in this uh, – in the uh, in the film who are whatever, they can be from 8 to 14 years old, like whatever it is. They're such good actresses too. Um, I forget the gal's name, but the, the mother, uh, she's fantastic as well. Will Smith is Will Smith. Go see it, Trev. This is not one of those. I know you say the more you tell me to go see something, I you you you're less uh, okay. the less you want to see it. Let me, let me just one of these days there. when you're kicking back and you're uh-huh. chilling. Ram season is over. Put it on. I think you'll watch it. I think you'll enjoy it. Okay. So a couple of things here. Number one, Emily did the thing that is pretty great because she when you asked her, oh. Did you see it? She said, yes. I could already and, tell by her and voice. And kind of yeah, left yeah, the it right there. Voice. And then yep. when you asked her, did you like it? Her first thing was, um, she didn't need to say another word. Like, literally, the um was the entire review of it. You could tell she didn't hate it, but because if it would, if it would have been a hated, it would have been, oh, my gosh, that movie is dreadful. But it was, um. I'm actually a little surprised. Okay, I just knew surprised. that I was not in the majority in this opinion. I just feel like, again, it's, it's a good, feel-good movie. 
but I don't mm-hmm. think the movie itself was Oscar worthy. I think the p- portrayal of uh, Richard by Kate, uh, by Will Smith again Oscar worthy, but I don't mm-hmm. feel like the movie as a whole is Oscar worthy. I enjoyed it, but I knew in my opinion is not going to be shared by most people. But that's just how I felt when I watched it. Well, so you have you, you have both sides of it here. I think she was not no, as impressed. I thought it was really good. You go see it and then and then determine what you think. <laughs> there's there's a third side. My wife has been twisting my arm for the movie's been out at least a month or so, right? It's been it's way been out longer. It's been out yeah. since like Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's it's been out a long time. And she's been hey, let's watch this. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. So if my wife can't talk me into it, it's probably mm. very like unlikely that King Richard is ever going to be on 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 my TV. I'm just throwing. I think and Emily kind of cemented the deal with the um and like you know what you do like what are some other very good like one or two word reviews where you don't need to add anything other than hey have you seen X um that that kind of covers the whole thing for me but you you may you may swing me slick we'll see we'll see I need to get through a lot I got what was it what was succession. it in, in popular culture was it and I genuinely don't know did it take award after award. No, so it came King, and went pretty fast. What King Richard? Or yes. Is it, yeah. No King but Richard. I'm, no King Richard's nominated for an Oscar as Best Picture. Is nominated himself as Best uh, Actor, and he's going to win it. It's gonna, so it's, it's getting it's getting love like crazy. It's, gonna, it's, it's, got, it's that, gotten critical yeah. love and it's gotten popular love. Uh, but yeah, it's everywhere. Not from Emily Hebel. It didn't. She gave it the. And that's um. the stamp of disapproval. What, what are Emily? some other good one and two word reviews? I, I need that. Like, eh. well, Batman. She was. <laughs> she yes. liked that. Yep. Yeah. She was I'm excited all over about Batman. Batman. Yeah. I, when I'm excited about a movie, I'm very excited about it. But I also have been very underwhelmed with this Oscar se- with this Oscar season. I know you guys don't really care about the Oscars, but I do. I, I try to watch every movie uh, that's nominated or is in the sniff of being nominated. And this year has not uh, passed the Emily test. Where, where do so. you go on that, Al? Do you do you go in Emily's lane where you want to see them all? Do you just see what you want to see? Do you no, see, see what you want to see? Yeah. Some yeah. What, whatever's of interest, and that's if it's not something that I feel is of interest or I won't like it, then I'm good but they need to make a way for me to see these movies in like little 10 minute little windows i don't i don't i don't have i have no attention span anymore my entire brain has been shredded into swiss cheese i don't know if it's just 40 years of watching tv or whatever it is i can't sit for more than 45 minutes before i completely lose my concentration i can't watch a movie anymore i just see even if, even if it's something it. i really like i just well here's the other thing eh. i feel like i know that story you know, and, and I'm not saying that I do, but I feel like I do. I feel like I know the Williams sister story that Venus was the one and Richard was saying, no, no, wait till the younger one comes. She's the one that's just going to blow your mind. I know that he was, was kind of obviously all the challenges that he dealt with along the way. I feel like I know it. Tell me it's something in that story, in Al, that I don't know. It's got roots in L.A. Yes. It's got some of the best acting, of course, from Will Smith that you're going to get. That, okay, but a, no disrespect to you, that doesn't move me at all. I, he, is, a, he doesn't move me. It's a. Uh, it, I'm not even referring to just him. Like literally, mm-hmm. the girls are great. The okay. mother is great. I think okay. there's and there's stuff that I learned too. Maybe you guys know a lot more about the um, about the sisters than I do. But a lot of it to me was, hey, this is fresh. This is new. No, I didn't know that. I think those nuances, it's almost, let me use as an example here, the winning time, which is happening right now, I feel like, oh, no, no, I know what's going on, right? Mm-hmm. I know. It's an 80s show. Not that that is a, a exact portrayal of what the you know Showtime era was, but you're going to learn stuff that you didn't know about. That's kind of how I view that one, too. I learned what sand dabs are. I had to Google it, but I found out what sand dabs are. That's what I oh, learned. Oh no, they're from good. They're expensive. <laughs> they're well, they're expensive and they're good. And Magic and his father were not a fan. 
That's what I know about sand dabs right now. All right, today is National Get Over It Day, where you're kind of supposed to just kind of let some stuff go. Does Russell Westbrook fall into that category? That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN and ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. The worst movie ever. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Don't she was hate, a bit guys. Of a, she don't was a bit hate, of a guys. wet blanket on it. Eh, I like, won't yeah. hate. Eh. <laughs> I'm it a hater. It was worse than hate because, it, let, let's be honest, had she come out and said, oh, Al, I hated that movie, then it's just kind of a difference of opinion, right? Okay. But that she came in and said, yeah, I saw it. Yeah. Let me tell you something. That's far worse. Let me tell you something. You're going to go to a restaurant, and there might be something you like. There might be something somebody else likes or dislikes. But you got to go try the restaurant for yourself, Trav. I think you will like it. I really do. Okay. Me knowing you, you that, me knowing way, you, I think you will like that, the storyline. I think you will like kind of the nuances that comes with it. I think you'll like the acting. I think you'll appreciate the story. I think you'll appreciate kind of the struggle to get out of where they are. I think you'll like it. That's a good sell job. That what you said, I think, is incredibly important. I think you will like it. That not it's great. Everybody should see it. I think you will like it is a very effective way to try to get me to see something out. You know what? I might. I don't. I'm not going to say that I 100 percent will. But I put it to you this way. I'm going to. add It's an HBO or is it Apple TV or an HBO? HBO, I think. It, it was on HBO because it was a Warner movie. Uh, it was released at the same time. But yes, it could be on HBO. Okay, so I'm going to put it on my HBO queue. I'm going to make sure that it's there. So when I go to watch Succession and get caught up there, at least it will I remind me see Succession. That I still got to go. I need to get caught up on season three. That. I got a couple more to go through that. All right. Well, Mason is weighing in. He likes uh, King Richard. Me he and just Mason a have a complete opposite opinions on movies. Every time he said he loved a movie, I did not like it. So I think that it's just me and Mace have a King Richard opinion. was awesome. You guys are crazy if you didn't love that movie. I haven't seen yeah, it, so great. I don't know. But Al's recommendation works for me. Here we go. We got it. We got somebody on the line that wants to talk about it. Let's go to Pico Rivera and Michael. Michael, you're on with Travis Lee. What are we missing, Michael? Hey, how's it going, guys? Um, so... I, I did grow up in the Los Angeles area, and like I did grow up like not really watching tennis, but just knowing who Serena Williams is. So this movie is very um, in- informative, if that's a good word to use. Uh, if you don't know the story, um, I thought the acting was amazing. Outside of just like Will Smith's good, but yeah, just like Sneva said, uh, the daughters and the mother. Oh man, they they just tore it up. <laughs> I thought it was an amazing movie. I I couldn't even stop looking at it. Like I have my, my girlfriend with me, but I wasn't even talking to. Her. Now, Michael, real quick before you go, I, I missed the first part of your call. Did you say you are or are not a tennis person? Uh, no, I never, I, I never watched tennis. Okay. So, like, I, but I did, but I did know who Serena Williams was. Obviously, sure. like, I mean, I, I, I followed enough because I watch ESPN. But it just, yeah, like, like Sue said, it, it, it showed me a lot of stuff that I didn't know about. And so, like, this, and, and, and it's one of those, insight. it's one of those, Michael, too. I think you'll agree with this, Trav. You don't have to like if you're thinking you have to be a tennis fan. You definitely don't. It's no storyline. Not, story not a tennis that, fan, but yeah. what I was getting at is I feel like I know the Williams sisters' story. I'm not saying that I have it down like to, to my own life story, but 
I feel like I know the story reasonably well, and I'm wondering if somebody like Michael is somebody like Usley, and I, I, I know that you don't, you're not breaking down the tennis channel at 10 o'clock at night. I know that's not your jam, but your your your, your sale job to me is pretty good. Your your sale job, I mean, and by the way, it's three to one, Emily, so it's stacking up against you right now, which makes Again, me want to go which, to your side. Which but I we'll know see. it's I knew it coming in that I was in the minority opinion about this movie, but. Again, come to my side, Trav. We'll see. I, I, you know what? Uh, okay. How long do I need to give it before I can make it? Like, if, if I get it in 20 minutes, Al, and I'm like, I'm not really feeling this. Do I need to push through? Do I need to keep going? I, th- I, I really genuinely think you're going to watch the, you're going to watch the whole thing. Like, it's no. not a it's not a tough watch. It's I not like you're sitting there saying, hey, a half hour in. It's I know you've said Disney, this, right? Like, if you start. Movie. If you start going through your phone and you start, you know, all that, I don't that's, think you're gonna. I don't think you're gonna hit that's that. The, so Mason just said you don't need to know tennis to love the movie. That's the thing. I, I get it. I think you'd be better off not knowing tennis to enjoy the movie. That that's my. That the point I'm making is not that you need to be a tennis person. I think you're better off. It's not a storyline. A tennis person. Hundred percent. Go, going in clean and saying this amazing story. These two girls that come from L.A. and they take on an establishment that is almost exclusively white and they kick everybody's ass and that this dad has this view of this thing from when these girls are very, very young and he shepherds them through this incredible journey. I feel like I know it. It's good. It's not exceptional. That's just all I'm going to say. You're going to like the movie. All right, it's time for some Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. You know what my biggest takeaway from that and Michael uh, and Pico Rivera is that the phones work. (laughs) <laughs> that's my the biggest takeaway of that entire thing, which brings us to this. Um, if you they stop sleep? working, I'm going to give out my cell. I'll put my phone on speaker, <laughs> and then I'll just put it right up to the mic, and we'll, we'll be good to go. <laughs> done, done. Um, okay, so I think that I've established myself here at ESPN 710 as somebody that's very empathetic, as somebody that is uh, really looking out for a lot of other people and making sure that everybody's feelings are, are intact. Uh, so – Understand where I'm coming from with this. Okay. Today is National Get Over It Day, right, where you're just supposed to kind of let things go, let grudges die, you know, yep. let bygones be bygones, bury the hatchet, all of that stuff. I double down. <laughs> you don't strike me I as a double down. I double down now. on Get Over It Day. That's the day that I'm more. <laughs> you, let me tell you what your problem is. You're, you're that guy. All right. Um, here's the deal. Russell Westbrook did his press conference the other day where he was saying, I'm not going to listen to Russell, to Westbrook anymore. It's offensive to me. It, it slanders my good name. My children are offended by it. My mom and dad, my wife are offended by it. And if you're saying it to me, I'm going to call you out about it. it, it okay, fine. I, I don't think that that's the end of the world. I, I, I'm not talking about the people that are abusive. I'm talking about Laker fans or, oh, Westbrook went, or Westbrook went one for ten again last night. I don't think that's the end of the world. I really don't. That being said, and here's where I'm getting it to, Slee. Everybody needs to take a minute with this guy and realize that the Lakers being in ninth place and a bad team, it's not all his fault. Okay, Russell Westbrook has had a terrible season. Russell Westbrook's value as a player in the NBA has slipped again. It will probably slip again going into next season. But Laker fans need to realize that the Lakers are not where they are because Russell Westbrook is having a bad shooting season, because Russell Westbrook turns the ball over a lot. That's not the only thing that's happening, and yet it seems that all of the Laker ire is directed at him exclusively, or at least a, a disproportionate amount of it is directed at Russell Westbrook. And for the first time, Really, all season long, I'm like, dude, you guys got to leave this guy alone. Just let him play. It doesn't work out so well. He's going to be down the road in another couple of weeks or another couple of months probably. 
can we just take it easy on this guy for the rest of the season? Because it's not doing anybody any good. It's clearly getting under his skin, and it's not helping the Lakers at all. Okay, let, let me let me kind of let me break this down from the expectations coming into the season and how things have played out. All right, if I tell you, hey, LeBron James, Laker fans, give me your thoughts on LeBron James. People, this season, people are going to say. Well, man, this dude is still doing what he's doing at age 37. Oh, my gosh, incredible. That guy just dropped 56 points a couple nights ago. LeBron James is not the problem with this team. Put LBJ on the side. So you're not going to basically go at LBJ, even though the team is eight games below 500. If I bring up Anthony Davis, first thing that's going to come to your mind is, well, the guy's not on the floor. He hasn't really been there for most of the season. You can't really pick apart Anthony Davis and his game right now because he's he's not there, right? So when, when you're not seeing a player on a night-in, night-out basis, you're going to spend less time criticizing that individual, and you have less to criticize because you're not critiquing his game. So AD put on the side. Then you look at Russell Westbrook, who's there pretty much every single night. And Westbrook's game so far this season – um, it has not. He hasn't helped himself. Let's put it that way. Let, let me. This is a perfect example. On Monday night, Lakers play the San Antonio Spurs. LeBron's not there. Anthony Davis is not there. So you think in your mind, hey Russ, this is kind of going to be one of those nights where Russ can have one of his games. No, no, no. He goes five of fourteen from the field. He misses free throws. He has five turnovers. Russ has not helped himself this season, and he has been, no question about it, the easiest target to go after when it comes to how the Lakers have played this season. Is it fair? Of course it's not fair. I mentioned this yesterday, that I really, really liked how unique it was that that Russell Westbrook finally opened up, finally had a post-game presser where he felt a certain way and he let people know about it. He wasn't looking at his phone or had his head down. He was actually paying attention to the questions and he wanted to address certain things. I'm with you on all that. I just kind of, I sit here, he's the low-hanging fruit, blame it on him, and he hasn't helped himself. It's a combination of the two. Well, and there's the other part, too, that you talk about AD, you talk about LeBron, and this thing that Westbrook doesn't have. LeBron's not going to get a ton of criticism because he's still playing at a very high level. Anthony Davis isn't getting it because he's absent a lot, so, you know, you're not going to talk about the guy that's not in the room all that often. But there's the other part, too. Those guys have equity. They have equity. They won a championship not that long ago. So you can at least say, hey, look, we got some of this. Let's cut them a little slack. Whereas Russell Westbrook has been here exclusively on a bad team. Like Laker fans, and I think I think that this is true. Laker fans, I think it's true of most fans. I don't care what you did across the street. I care what you're doing for me right now. And what you've done for me is nothing. And And, and they're frustrated by it. And they're angry by it. But it doesn't serve any purpose, right? I, I get it. Russell Westbrook is a prickly guy. He he gets easily irritated. He's somebody that doesn't do real well with the media. He's somebody that is either going to be obtuse in his answers, like, well, season's not over yet. Well, yeah, it is, Russ. That's why we're talking about these things. Or he's going to do what he did the other night where he's going to kind of be pretty bare and pretty raw and say, I, this is how I feel about these things, and almost confrontational in a way. I get it. He's not warm and fuzzy and cuddly, and he's not playing well, but Laker fans need to realize that this is a bad team that he's a part of. The, re, they're not, they're, the Lakers aren't bad because of Russell Westbrook. The Lakers are bad, and Russell Westbrook is on the team. Those are very different things, and yet he seems to take so much heat for it. And, again, I didn't even want him to come in the first place, but the way that he's getting tattooed after every game, the Westbrook stuff, all of it, it just feels so over the top and unnecessary to me. 
So we didn't get a chance to do this yesterday, um, but I think we'll have this opportunity today. We'll throw this out to Laker fans out there. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-ESPN. Trav, I'm curious from Laker fans, are they more sympathetic to Russ after some of his comments in the postgame show? Does it not matter to Laker fans? Uh, Bill Plaschke had an article in the L.A. Times basically saying, hey, it's okay to describe what you're doing on the floor. Of course, anything outside of the floor, that stuff's not fair. We could take some calls for Laker fans and uh, and get their opinion on that. All right, that's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. Slee, I think I have good news. I think I have good news. A lot of people we already did on... that, Chris. <laughs> A lot of people on Twitter are upset about the stream, and I get it, and I appreciate, and you appreciate, we all appreciate, everybody's trying to listen to our show any way you can. A little bit of maybe some hopeful tech advice. If you're listening to us on the ESPN app and it doesn't sound the way that you want it to sound, close the app and close the entire thing down, right? Start from scratch. Close it down, reopen the entire process, and start over. And we're finding that there are some success when you kind of reboot that way. So the old O-N-O-F-F, Slee. That's my first move every time if something doesn't work. Turn it off and start over. And that's the Unplug advice Unplug it, we're plug it back in, and that's that's what we're going with. After that, I go to uh, the, the Genius Bar at the Apple Store. Yeah, it doesn't work. Did you turn it off? Yep, that's all I got. What about you? Yeah, that's about all I got, too. Uh, also, also, how about this? So I mentioned that I was in Bellflower yesterday, right? My son had a baseball game at St. John Bosco, so we went to that one. A uh, couple of different people. Big E, if you're in the area anytime, hit me up. I got some delicious fish and shrimp tacos mm. in the area. El Padrino 007. Trav, the next time you're at Bosco, go to Tam's. Bellflower and Somerset Chili Cheese Fries with Pastrami. Let me know. We can talk some sports. You know, maybe I'll make that a thing. My son plays all around the area right maybe that's just the thing i do i'll throw it out on twitter and say hey i'm coming in and uh, let's go grab a burger and fries when's his next game saturday where is it uh in your neck of the woods or somewhere else gar Gar high school and you said where cerritos yeah i think you give people just a you know quick little mention hey going to cerritos this saturday if you have any suggestions places to go good places to go grab some food 
Bro, they'll pile in, and they're going to let you know. You know, we, we know, obviously, listeners are all over the place, but they're going to know their local spot. How great Absolutely. is that? Absolutely. Well, look, anybody says, no, 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 you got to go to this spot at this address, that's always incredible news. ESPN Radio brought to you by Progressive Insurance. I think we got some success on the phone, Slee. Let's start in Pomona with Tom. Tom, you're on with Travis and Sleeper. What's up, Tom? Hey, good morning, guys, and I uh, appreciate the forum for uh, talking about this uh, uh, latest situation with uh, Westbrook. Uh, certainly, you know, uh, Westbrook is not that he owes us any apologies or whatsoever, but let me start by preface by I don't condone anything that is threatening or anything that uh, the conduct of a fan when they're heckling and so on and certain, certain verbiage is being used. We don't condone that. But as simple as heckling and calling him Westbrook, I mean, I'm surprised, Travis, that you're actually taking this notion because uh, what happened to the tough it out in the older days, you know, we've uh, seen We're mixing two things together, Tom. I want you to listen to this because I, maybe I did a bad job of explaining it. We're, we're mixing two things that I think are separate. I'm okay with people calling him Westbrook about his basketball play. That's fine. That doesn't bother me. It bothers him. It doesn't bother me so much. The, the harassing of his family is stupid, and if you don't know any better, I can't help you with that. I'm not talking about calling him Westbrook. I'm talking about every Laker fan's dissatisfaction with this season seems to be heaped on him specifically, which I think is unfair. The team has been bad. He's been bad, but he's a part of the team, and he's not the only reason. The Westbrook thing, I don't really care if you call him that or not. It's not my cup of tea, but that's fine. I'm saying... That's not – I'm not getting out on the West Brick specifically. I'm saying why everybody piles on him for the reason the Lakers are in ninth place seems unfair. I, I Trav, it's funny when you say that. The Westbrook thing, it's not going to go anywhere. I think actually no. you highlighted it more, and now it brought more attention to that name. And for those who want to get at Russ, they're going to be, oh, hey, I know that bothers him. I'm going to do it more. That's probably going to happen more over this, over the rest of this season or whatever the case is. I don't care as much about that either. Yeah. I just kept mentioning yesterday that give me Russ being real. Give me Russ, how do you feel? Because I, I don't know how Russ feels. I, I think Russ has had this wall up where he doesn't want you to know how he feels, where he will kind of try to make it sound like, I ah, just brush it, brush it over my shoulder. I don't care because when I go home, I got my kids, I got my wife, I got my family. I'm not thinking about anything that happened on the basketball floor. And maybe that's true. You know, maybe that's 100% true. He does a better job than it. I, I don't know how you are, but a lot of times – Whatever your occupation is, you do take it home with you. You do think about it. And in their case of what they do and everything is so public, how does it not get to you? But the the Russ piece for me, you know, over the last couple of days has been, Russ, the more you're real, the more you, you kind of – I'm not saying this guy's got to open up like it's a therapy session in the postgame <laughs> show, but I think it's refre- – I kept using the word refreshing. It was yeah. refreshing for me to hear Russ say, this is what I think, this is how I feel – And this is, you know, just add a little more context to it. This didn't come out of nowhere. His wife spent the weekend putting up some tweets and putting up some stuff on Instagram, talking about, hey, this is how their family is dealing with this Russell Westbrook season this year, and it obviously affects them. Yeah, there's a, the family stuff is one category. Russell Westbrook being called Westbrook is one category, and then just general Laker fan dissatisfaction is like a third category. Here. Here's Russell Westbrook's greatest problem. You ready for this? And it, it come, And this is just life in general, life 101. There are some people that you kind of like right out of the shoot, and there are some people that you just kind of don't. 
right? There, there's, there's a likability factor about certain human beings that if you spend just a couple of minutes with somebody, you're like, you know, I kind of like that guy. Mm-hmm. And then the, the, there's the opposite of that. You spend a couple of minutes with somebody, you're like, what's that guy's deal? Right? It, it, and unfortunately for Russell Westbrook, he's in the second category. That he's, he's standoffish. He can seem aloof. He can seem confrontational. It, and whether he is any of those things, I don't know. I, I don't know. I've, I can only go by what I've experienced and what I've seen. But I think he falls into that category of he doesn't really – he's not a warm, fuzzy guy. He's a cold, yep. prickly guy. And so when it goes badly, people are going to turn on the guy that's cold pretty darn fast. And I think he's more a victim of his personality more than anything else because guys that we like, right, they're just – Carmelo's a perfect example. We really like Carmelo. And even if Carmelo came in and had a dud of a season, I don't know if he's getting treatment like this. Right, and it's kind of hard to unpack it because he hasn't had a dud. He's been pretty good along the way, but we just generally like Carmelo Anthony, and we just generally don't like Russell Westbrook. I think that has a huge part of this. Well, part of it for me has always been I don't think Russ cares. You know, like that—that's that's the way that's I why have, he's in the second category, and that's why I've—that's been my interpretation of Russell Westbrook that. He doesn't care whether you like him or not. I kind of actually like some of that chippiness, right? The, the you know what, I'm going to do things my way. Watching him from afar, his career, watching him when, when he was with the Thunder, whether he was battling to get to the NBA Finals with Kevin Durant or he was on his own or by himself. There's a player a couple days ago, I can't remember if it was last week or this week, he said, you know who I just like? You know who I like watching? He's such an easy guy to like. You said Giannis, yeah, right? Giannis was a perfect example of a player that's high profile, but at the same time, he's 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 very, very likable. He might want that more. I've never really thought of Russ as somebody where he's looking for you to like him. I don't even think he's looking for it. I think it's just his default setting in the universe. He's just not that guy, right? There are some guys we love. Magic Johnson, from the time he was probably five years old, everybody's like, man, I like that kid. Yep. Man, I like that guy. And then at 15, I love this guy. And then at 25, I love this guy. And then at 55, I love this guy. There's nothing about magic that isn't warm and fun and you want to be around him. And then there's the Russell Westbrook category. And I think that's probably the biggest thing that we're dealing with. Let's try one more quickly. Let's go to West Hollywood and Phil. Phil, you're on with Travis Sleeve. What's up, Phil? Hey, good morning. Morning. Good morning, Phil. Thanks for my call. Good morning. Um, I'm actually, I actually just want to make one comment about, uh, well, actually, maybe another, maybe two. But I've never heard anyone say that, uh, mention that Russell Westbrook, he's literally only missed one game. While everyone else is, they're hurt or they're taking days off. He's literally, almost, like the Lakers have played 64 games. He's played 63. Maybe he it. needs a break. <laughs> maybe he needs a break. Um, maybe, you know, we had a championship team. And they broke it up. We would never be even have this Russell Westbrook conversation if we kept guys together. It was just like a couple of years ago. Um, Russell Westbrook Phil, has Phil, always b- had like Phil, before you get into your other point, let me say something. I'm, I'm going to let you finish your point. I think part of Trav, the reason why Russ is always right, it feels like he's right in front of our face this season, is because he is there every night. Mm-hmm. That you are analyzing every single piece of him. Braun, the Lakers without LeBron, they're 6-12. and 12. So that means Braun's missed 18 games. I don't know how many ADs missed, but if it's not it's not equal or very close to what he's played, Russ is the guy that has been in your face every single game, and you're critiquing him more and more because he is the one out there. But, Phil, finish finish your last point that you had. 
Um, no, that was that was pretty much it. Um, I forgot it, but um, I just appreciate you all um, taking my call, and, you know, you guys are the best. Thanks, Thanks Phil. Appreciate Phil. that. Appreciate it. Thanks for the nice words. All right, Ashley is coming up next. If you're on hold, you can stay there. We're going to take your phone calls on Russell Westbrook moving forward, but we haven't done it in a while. we got some Ask Slees on the phone that we need to get to as well, Al. That needs to be done. It's coming up. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, so I don't know why I like this one as much as I do, but I do. It's from one of our regulars. It's from Jacob in OC, and he starts with hashtag AskSlee. Can you name the seven dwarfs? And of the seven, which one do you see most of yourself in? <laughs> Is – I'm so bad at this. Is <laughs> – isn't one of them uh, – am I just making this up? Is one of them sleepy? One of them is sleepy, so you're yeah. one for one so far, yep. Um, Had a little assistance there from Taylor there. <laughs> Dopey. Dopey is another Do- one. Dopey is, is – you got two of the seven. When you get sick, you Sneezy. go see the – Sneezy. Sneezy is one. That's not the one you go see when you're sick. Who do you go see when you're sick? Who do you go see when yeah, you're sick? Yeah, when you're not sick? feeling well. I need to go see the – I'm assuming here you go see a doctor. That's right. Doc, doc. is one of the seven dwarfs. Let's get right? the whole segment on this. <laughs> yeah. So you got doc. You got grumpy, dopey, doc, happy, bashful, sneezy, and sleepy. Those are your seven dwarfs. Which one are you most like? Um, I don't think I can answer that. I think you would have to answer that. Which one would you describe? I mean, um, well, you're definitely not grumpy. That's not your deal. You're not dopey. You. That, <laughs> that's not your deal. Um, you know what? You know what I'm going to go with, Slee? What do you got? I'm going to go with a little bashful. Bashful is one of the seven dwarfs, and I'm going to give you a little bashful because you are reluctant to be the center of attention. That is not your gear. You like guys that are a little more um, reserved, a little bit more conservative. You're not the guy that's flailing his arms and screaming at the top of your lungs. So I'll go bashful. You all right with that, or did I insult you? I'm okay with that. No, that's good. I'll take that. (laughs) That you you will take that. that I kind of like that that one. That's why I knew that I had the right one. (laughs) I think that's that's definitely what it is. All right, let's go to the next one here. Trav, uh, hashtag Ask Slee, got a sando from a place called Ike's in Newport. They offer you a sucker on the way out. Hashtag Ask Slee if he's choosing caramel apple or the blow pop. First of all, I don't know why you'd need a sucker after you have a sandwich, but yeah, blow pop or caramel apple sucker. I feel like I'm nine, but if I'm picking between the two, I'm taking the blow pop. Yeah, right? Yeah, that's what I'm going with. Because they, 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 the answer is obvious, right? Well, at the end, if I'm getting, uh, you know, I know there's different kind, but if I'm getting gum at the end yeah, of this whole thing, exactly. that is, that is, uh, it's like the ones that they have where it's, uh, what is it, Tootsie Roll in the middle or something? I don't want that one. That's a Tootsie Pop. Give me, give me the actual gum at the end. Let's call it a day and let's move on. That's exactly the right answer, and for exactly. Do you the right chew reason. through the whole thing? Like I, I, I don't have the patience. <laughs> I don't have the to, discipline. No, yeah, basically, have, it turns yeah, into a piece of gum with a bunch of candy jammed and into just it. <laughs> instantly, you're chewing the whole thing. <laughs> That's the way that it goes. All right, uh, 
This is from new name. Always love this. Braden Dalton. Welcome to Ask Slee, Braden. Uh, hashtag Ask Slee. If Slee had to make a football roster using only Laker legends, how would the team look? Example, Magic at quarterback, Kobe at wide receiver, et cetera, et cetera. So we don't need to go through a whole team, but give me your quarterback. If you had to run a Laker football team, who's your QB? That's an easy one, I think, right? Well, it's an easy one, but I'm I'm hesitating for a second. But I'm going to slot this person somewhere else. Let me put Braun as my tight end. Okay. Okay. I want Magic at my quarterback. No question. No doubt. Um, I think Kobe as your wide receiver is a really really good pick. Kobe just it's almost like Randy Moss, right? Just get down the field, throw it up there. Kobe's going to catch it. Who am I putting as everybody else? Who's I your mean, Aaron Donald? Who's your guy that's going to go get the quarterback? Who's your defensive guy? Who's your Jalen Ramsey? Who's your Aaron Donald? You need tough guys, right? You need guys. That can I throw good. Meta? I'm going to throw Meta in there. Meta's your AD, right? I think yep. that's the. You need somebody that's going to go get it, and now you need like just freak athlete on the corner that can cover people. Who you got? Um, this is only because I love the guy. Eddie's my corner. I'll put Eddie Jones. Eddie at my, Jones, at my cornerback. <laughs> but Eddie Jones is my corner. I, I, I really. Where am really, I putting Shaq? Shaq is my center. Sha- Shaq is Sha- my center. Shaq's like your uh, your your guy in the middle, right? He's your nose tackle. He's going to plug up a lot of space. He's going to yeah. he's going to be a guy that can control the run, that can knock down some passes along the way. What job do we have for Kareem? Kareem's got to do something. He's got to be on the team. Kareem's kicking field goals. <laughs> I can see Kareem <laughs> kicking a sixty yarder. No question about it. <laughs> that, can you imagine what is Kareem seven two seven Probably. three something like that? Probably. Can you imagine a seven foot two man attempting to kick a field goal? I don't know if anything would look more bizarre than seeing something like. Who's that. our safety? Should we put, should we put Worthy at, at our safety? Uh it's not, not fast bad. enough. I, I was just I was going to say the same thing. I think we need a smaller, faster. How about Derek Fisher? Position. Not bad. Not bad. Who who's like you know who would be a good safety? Honestly, I know Laker fans are going to hate this. Russ? Russell Westbrook. Yeah, he would be. <laughs> Russell Blast Westbrook people. would hammer people <laughs> as a foot. Like, if you look at all those guys, LeBron is the answer to every question when it comes to best yeah. athlete. But if you just said, if you had to pick a guy to go play football not named LeBron James, I think it probably is, right? Because he's the right size. He's not Luke, so big. Luke is my punter. <laughs> Luke By the way, punt, that's probably the best what, job of the, the ball. team. I'd definitely take it. Uh, all right, let's see here. Uh, Jason Torres, when Slee and Lady Slee are getting ready for a night out on the town, what do you put on first, your pants or your socks? Uh, pants first. Pants come on first, then the socks, then the shoes, and then I'm throwing the uh, the yep. shirt on and everything else. You got your shoes on before your shirt. Yeah, only because if my shirt is tucked in, then I have to get everything else done because by the time – if I tuck my shirt in first and then I go down to uh, tie my laces, then my shirt's untucked, i got to do it all over again. So okay. that comes in last. All right, I have one for you. Hashtag Ask Lee from Travis in Laguna Niguel. Uh, are you a sock shoe, sock shoe guy, or a sock sock shoe shoe guy? So this has been let – me, let me put it this way. It's incredibly awkward to me – if you're doing it not the way that I'm doing it. And I'm sure and I'm sure people are thinking the same thing yeah. that do it their way and they think the way I do is probably incredibly awkward. Both socks go on first. Of course they do. And then both shoes go on after that. Can you even imagine put like no. put on your put, and do you, I'm I guessing can't. 
you put on either your left or right sock first every time, right? I go left every of time. Of course, that's the right way to do it. Because yeah, you're go, a right-handed person, it's easier yep. to get it on. It's, I go it's left, an easier get. Then we get the right sock. But the fact that people go <laughs> left sock and then left shoe no. and then focus then on the right side, then I you're... would be looking at them like, what is? Yeah, how is that possible? It's like trying to brush your teeth left-handed. I don't even think I could do it. I just it, technically it's not even an option. They say you're supposed to do that, like What's switch that? it up and all that stuff. I'm like, yeah, I can't. No, not, My not left happening. hand doesn't know what it's doing. <laughs> <laughs> the stranger. All right, let's go to. Why are you brushing your upper lip? <laughs> because I'm using my left hand. <laughs> Hashtag ask sleeves from TFP. Which athlete, this is a good one. Which athlete did you watch growing up as a kid? Uh-huh. Or, let, let me. I, re- I read that wrong. Let me start over. Which athlete did you watch growing up, had a kid, make the big leagues, and make you feel old? Have you had that experience? Where one of your favorites, all of a sudden you turn around and their kid is in the major leagues or the NBA or something like that. Okay, they don't even have to be in the major leagues, this or any of that stuff. LeBron. LeBron, because Bronny is already 17. LeBron's 37. Yeah. So he's got his son already in high school. He's talking about getting a chance to play with his kid. What's Almost out of high school. That, to me, hits me. Because it's also, I'm a similar age as Bron. I'm two years older than LeBron James. That, to me, is kind of like, damn, that's... That's how LeBron got to work right away. Let's put it that way. Two two guys for me. Number one was when Tony Gwynn's kid showed up. Right. I'm like, wait, what? Right. Tony Gwynn was the just in the too, league. Right? I have, yeah, then Tony Gwynn Jr. all of a sudden showed up. That was one of them. And the other guy is still playing is Patrick Mahomes. Because as a baseball person, when Patrick Mahomes showed up in football, I'm like, I'm pretty sure his dad is still pitching for the Royals. Like, it just felt because Pat Mahomes, the pitcher, had pitched on just about every team in the big leagues, it felt like he had never left. Those two guys kind of jumped out at me. Let's do uh, one more here. Let's see where to go. I have it. I know I have it. No, I have that one. Uh, Here it is. Daniel Tapia. On National Get Over It Day, what's a bigger flex? Saying, cool story, bro, and walking away, or cool story, bro, and changing the subject? cool story bro and then changing the subject and you're still there in front of that person is also signaling like i'm not interested in your story but i'm gonna still stand right here in front of you and we're gonna go to a completely different topic i think that's a little bit more of a flex that's that's a power move is what that is because you're not walking away power move you're not turning you're not turning your back and saying hey i gotta go i gotta go do something no i'm letting you know i'm just done with that I'm not interested in your story, and I have another story that I'm bringing up. There you go. All right. So speaking of it, it's National Get Over Day. What is something that you can just never, ever let it go? Easy. Right, who's, easy, easy for you? Easy. Oh, I can't wait. You don't strike me as a grudge guy. You have easy. me fully intrigued. Fully intrigued. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.